0: my heart, my Keetana Hortok, and welcome to the panel RNZ National. Now, due to predicted strong wind gusts, Auckland Harbour Bridge will be operating with four lanes in each direction during this evening's peak travel period. Expect delays, take extra care, especially light-sided vehicles. Well, to quote Auckland Mayor Wayne Brown, despite today's sad events, the FIFA opening game tonight will go ahead. The city's ready, and I will be in attendance. There are three hours at And 15 minutes to go. That just after four. Also today, when you go and visit your GP, how much does it cost you? It varies around the country. Me around $70. What about you? Text me, 2101. And the law and order announcement by Labour, targeting ram raids alongside changes to allow 12- and 13-year-olds to be charged in the youth rather than family court, we on the panel talk to one who has been through the system as a teen in the 2000s. We get his views just after 4.30. And are you a bulk buyer? Do you buy dates in bulk? Does it save you money? I'd like to know. We discuss. Text me two one zero one. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. Today we have Sarah Sparks, founder of Sparks Consulting, serving cop Maori equity and justice issues. Sarah Tanakwe, welcome to the program. Kia ora, karua. Lovely to have you here. And Simon Wilson, senior writer for the New Zealand Herald. Kia ora, Simon.
1: Kia ora, Wallace and Kia ora, Sarah.
0: Mm-hmm. Great panel today, Thursday afternoon. Uh, To this first, though, three people are dead, including the gunman, after shots were fired at a construction site on Lower Queen Street this morning. Police Commissioner Andrew Costa has confirmed the shooter was killed during a shootout with officers from the Armed Offender Squad and the Special Tactics Group.
1: The offender fired at police, injuring an officer. Shots were exchanged and the offender was later found deceased. Tragically, police located two members of the public deceased on the lower levels of the building site.
0: The government, believed to be responsible, was on home detention with a history of family violence, Commissioner Costa said, uh, and uh, this act was not being considered an act of terror. uh, Simon, as a senior journalist for the New Zealand Herald, you'd be following this, of course. Mm -hmm. Many questions still about this, but just acknowledging this this afternoon, what a shocking morning unfolding in our uh, CBD,
1: Simon? That, that's absolutely right. And uh, many of my colleagues, my, my our newsroom um, activated straight away and, and like the other newsrooms in the city, uh, poured all available resources and, and then some into uh, covering this, keeping people up to date. Uh, um, it's very tragic, um, very disruptive uh, and uh, very difficult to grasp, isn't it, just, just, just how this might have happened. Um, so we await further news.
0: And this news too uh, Sarah has travelled across the world's media outlets, New York Times, BBC, Guardian, the CNN a lot of eyes on this and let's just say it, it could not have come uh, at a worse time you know, with the FIFA World Cup.
2: Well I mean there's, there's no... It's incomprehensible what's happened, and I wasn't actually in Tamaki, I was in Waitangi, and it's going to be one of those moments when you know you reflect back and think, yeah. where were you when? Um, so ka aroha nui to the Fano who have lost their loved ones, and to the police officer who's yeah. been injured, and to the members of the public that have been injured. Yeah. I'm still getting my
0: head around it. Uh, Now, Auckland Transport, by the way, confirms all cordons lifted around downtown streets. uh, And uh, I understand the Prime Minister will be doing a stand-up at 5pm. So um, uh, keep across RNZ for all uh, developments on this story. But as I came from a wonderful Matadiki breakfast at Blockhouse Bay Primary this morning... With karakia, with kapahaka by children, I came across this southern story and it just warmed my heart. Arrowtown School is leading the way. They're launching a dedicated site. Is it a pool? No. Is it a basketball court? No. It's a hāngi area. Ngho hau e wha- a place for the school and whānau to congregate and celebrate. And it's the first of its kind for a local school. So with us is Stacey Anderson, a teacher at Arrowtown School. Kia ora, Stacey. Kia ora. I just thought, what a great initiative this was. I saw the photos. How did this come about?
3: Well, it's been a long time in the making. Um, back in 2016, we had our first Hangi fundraiser, which was all about um, raising money to purchase new Pupia, and new Kākahu uniforms for our Kapahaka group. Um, and so our hanging fundraiser became um, something we did every year, and then every second year to um, go with our school fair. And um, yeah, it was um, it became such an important part of our um, school that we thought, wow, well, let's make it permanent. And um, yeah, so that's where it came from. We also had a sports coordinator that was uh, pretty grumpy with his uh, sports field being dug up every year. <laughs> <laughs> It was like, Oh, we better get it
2: away from the field, let's put it somewhere
0: else. <laughs> Isn't this great, Sarah? And have you got a dedicated site?
2: I know. I, I'm I just think it's it's wonderful. I was having hangi with my whanau for Matariki and Nelson in the weekend and then just to see it in a in a kira in a school. So when when is your next hangi? Oh, um I'm still just recovering from the last one actually. It was such a massive event.
3: Um, we had our principal of nine years, he um left at the end of last term and we thought what a perfect way to celebrate him and um, get the get the hangi going and celebrate Matariki as well so um, not quite sure we've got a new principal coming in so maybe we'll uh, light one for him as well
1: Stacy I wonder if I could ask you um, you're in Arrowtown central Otago it's yes. um, probably not the as, as diverse uh, uh, an eth- ethnic group in, among your population as, as say we would have in a city school in Auckland um, yep. but I presume this is a this is an initiative that it has school-wide support
3: absolutely yeah huge support and um, I think making it a uh, permanent area of our school just places a whole other level of importance on Te maori you know the pit's there forever the the um, the area the po it's it's key now to our school and so I guess now it's just about ensuring that um, we keep this tradition alive and grow our staff and community capabilities so that no matter who's there, um, the tradition can stay.
1: Love your work, Stacey.
0: It's just, isn't this just fantastic? <laughs> uh, and, and I can imagine, Stacey, the kids loving it, you know, a real learning process, isn't it? Watching that hangi being put down yeah. several hours later, the kai steaming hot, lifted it. I saw the images of the kids crowding around this Crowded, dedicated yeah. site. Pretty cool, huh? And a real learning oh, process. Yeah.
3: It it is. It's a a full experience. It's funny, I um, was looking back on my photos and I've got photos of the kids I teach now in Year 8 that were, um, you know, five-year-olds wrapping a potato for their hangi many years ago. (laughs) And and now they're, um, you know, so I had my class and the class next to me. We did all the food prep, so they were making stuffing and peeling spuds and they were part of the whole process. My boys were out digging the hole and helping move the dirt afterwards. So, um, yeah, it was amazing. Really special for the kids to be involved from start to finish.
2: Yeah, and it also teaches tahi tahitanga around mm. collaboration and community and coming together as a collective. So, well yeah. done. Thank you. Yeah, that's the whole idea of the area. I mean, uh-huh. it's a hard pit, but
3: it's um, it's called Naho e FR, the Four Winds, and it's about bringing everyone together and being inclusive and and celebrating us past present and future. So yeah, Kootahi is the perfect word.
0: Just everything to celebrate celebrate about this isn 't it Simon maybe providing a new way for uh, other schools to look at uh, how to bring in other um, you know uh, local practices and yeah, yeah. Um, things like hangi wonderful eh?
1: i I think uh, all around the country actually there must be so many parents who who know from what their kids come home with, what their kids come home singing, the waiata they come home singing, mm. the, uh, mm. the the parts of Te Ao Māori that they learn about uh, and talk about at home, uh, who know that actually, despite what some people are saying, this isn't a threat, this isn't going to undermine things, this actually enriches us. Uh, and, you know, it's a lot of fun.
0: Very good, Stacey. And I believe that the school has, uh, Arrowtown uh, 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 school, has quite a large kapahaka contingent.
3: Yes, yes. Um, We've got three groups, three at all per. So we have our PP, our wee juniors, um, and we've got our tainer, our year three and fours, and then we've got quite a large um, year five to eight senior tour kind of group as well. So they all perform at um, our local polyfest. But we had our two groups perform at the lift. uh, One group performed at the lifting of the hangi and one. as a part of our principal's farewell. So, yeah, that was a very special day. But, yeah, we've got a great kapahaka group. The kids just love it. We make it optional, but um, most of our kids join. Great. So um, it's pretty special.
0: Wonderful, Staff Stacy. It's a pleasure to have you on the programme. Kia ora.
3: Thank you. Kia ora. Uh,
0: now, uh, a lot of people coming through. um Everyone, or many, many people, huh, rather, have uh, a GP. What does it cost you? Lots coming through. Kawaro, 20 bucks to visit a doctor. I ring up for a repeat script, $12. Wallace, it costs me $19.50 for me to go to a GP. I live in Topol, uh, says Sue. Now, uh, by the way, we will be going to the stand-up with the Prime Minister uh, at on Checkpoint at five o'clock or just after. That's the Prime Minister's stand-up, so do stay tuned for that. Okay, time for I've Been Thinking. Sarah, take it away.
2: Well, speaking about uh, connection and compassion and conversation, uh, I've been thinking actually about my dear Papa. He's just made the transition from our... Family farm to assisted living in a retirement village, and it's made me really reflect on the importance of roots. In the, and I'm from Tawhai Panamu, so further down in the South Island, and what an influential role model. Uh, my father has been in my life. And the reason this came up today, actually, was I was picked up by a amazing shuttle driver called Cameron in Kitty Kitty. He was coming back from Waitangi. And we were talking about, and he's an ex-farmer, came off the land and now has his business there. And we were talking about the power of a handshake, looking someone in the eye and uh and we were reflecting on uh, the younger generation and how it, quite often we see them very engaged with their uh, devices, actually uh, older people too, walking down the road, looking at their devices. And it me- really made me reflect about Dad and uh, what he taught me when I was growing up. So that's really what I've been thinking about. Very sentimental today, but really meaningful. Mm.
0: Wonderful stuff. All right, Simon Wilson, I've been... Thinking.
1: Well, I've been thinking about Wales, which I've never been to, but Wales has something called a Wellbeing of Future Generations Act, and that Act created a position called the Future Generations Commissioner. And I've told one or two people about this, and they've said, "Oh, that just sounds a bit silly." Yeah, you know, actually, what well, I've met the person who had the job for the first seven years. Yeah, you know, she's in the country at the moment uh, in Wellington right now, and Christchurch after that. Her name is Sophie Howe. She's a. She likes to use the f- the word force of nature, and she is herself a force of nature, her ability is not, she has a statutory ability, she can't stop government agencies from doing things or make them do things, but she can hold them to account on their own plans and policies. And one of the examples she uses was a government plan to say... um, OK, we're going to build a new motorway because the motorways have got to congested. So we're going to spend right up to our ceiling of borrowing. We're going to spend all the money we can to build this new motorway. And she said, hang on. And she said, these are your climate emissions policies. How are you going to meet them if you spend all the available money doing that? These are your health policies. These are your education. These are your productivity. These are your economic prosperity. She went across, across the range of policies and goals the government has and – got them to admit that actually they were ignoring Mm. all that because they just thought they'd like a new road. Uh, And so the (laughs) road got stopped and better things got done. So one of the wonderful things she did there was, was... she joined all the dots. She joined up the thinking. It was integrated planning, uh, and the government came out stronger for it. And I asked her when I met her this week um, how she went about doing this because very often people wanting to do that kind of thing just hit a brick wall. Yeah. And she said, well, one of the things that her office does is they go into uh, um, government departments and they look for what she calls frustrated champions, <laughs> people who are trying to do good work but yeah. get blocked, and they work with them to empower them and what they're doing also is working against the people she calls the abominable no men <laughs> how Fun interesting for all of us there
0: yeah the a future generations commissioner uh, in wales interesting thoughts we have simon wilson sarah sparks a lot to discuss on the panel this thursday afternoon do stay with us